0: Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Friends, Father Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. I hope you're doing well on this Friday night. It is great to be with you for Praying for America. And uh, we are going to um, uh, begin with uh, a special prayer uh, for the nation uh, that we always uh, are praying for in this in this uh, program. We also want to pray for your intentions so if you have particular prayer needs that you want to let the rest of us know about put it in the comments and we'll all pray for one another because we are all part of America and uh, we're going to uh, share a few reflections tonight about the whole uh, unfolding story about the raid on Mar-a-Lago and also I want to uh give you some polling that came out about how this makes voters feel about wanting to vote in November. we uh, will be encouraged by those statistics. And I want to get a couple of quotes in here from some people in the know uh, who worked and have worked with uh, national security issues in the Trump administration and, uh, I'm sure many of these things I'm going to say here you are uh, already well familiar with but uh, it's good to talk about them and pray over them and speaking of prayer let's uh, let's do that right now. Father, uh, Lord of heaven and earth, you have told us in your word that we are to go into all nations, that we are to proclaim the gospel, that we are to baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, that we are to teach the people of all nations, to carry out everything that your Son has commanded us and that we are to know that he is with us always until the end of the world. That is because, Father, your love is eternal, unchanging. Nothing turns it off. It doesn't expire. It doesn't run out. Your love for us in sending your Son makes that sending eternal. You never take him back. He is with us until the end of the age. He is with us, in fact, for all eternity because your word also tells us in the book of Revelation, he will be their God and we they will be his people and he will be with them always. This is an eternal marriage, O oh God, between you and your people. This is an eternal dwelling of you among and within your people. And so we rejoice, Lord God that there is no turning off of your love. There is no turning off of your protection for us personally, for our families, for our churches, for our businesses, for our schools, and Lord, for our nation. Bless America. Enable us, Lord, always to remember words that our 45th president repeats at his rallies that we kneel only to you we don't kneel to government we don't kneel to china we don't kneel to any adversary we don't kneel to political correctness we don't kneel to the political establishment or the bureaucrats we don't kneel to the deep state or the swamp we kneel to you oh god we don't kneel to false gods we kneel only to the true god and that is where we americans find our freedom by kneeling to you, the God whom our founders invoked in the Declaration of Independence no less than four times, acknowledging you as the source of our rights, acknowledging you and your law as the standard of our laws, acknowledging your providence as the power in which we trust in moving forward with this country, and acknowledging you as the supreme judge of the world to whom we appeal for the rectitude of our intentions. You are the God of the universe. You are the God of this nation. You are our God. And in kneeling to you, O God, we find our fulfillment and freedom. We find our security and peace. We find a future filled with the joy of eternal life. We make this prayer as we make all prayers in the name of the only Lord, the only Savior, the only hope of humanity. Jesus Christ our Lord, amen. You know, I said in a previous program that we are on outrage overload. Do you experience that? It's like how many more things can we get outraged about? It's unbelievable, it's at a fever pitch. It's never been like this before. We've always, always been problems. America has gone through many struggles. And there have always been people with wacky ideas, and we always have enemies that are trying to destroy our freedom and destroy the lie, the right to life and all this other stuff. But we really seem to be at a point where it's outrage overload. It's like we can't possibly get more outrage. And as soon as we find somebody, something that, that makes us feel like, wow, I've never been so outraged in my life, something else the very next day comes along and outdoes it. So we have to in these circumstances and this is why a program like praying for America is so important. We have to keep our spiritual stability. We have to keep our spiritual navigation and our compass if you will clearly before our eyes. And not depart from it. What I mean is 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 it, it many things, but but two in particular come to mind right away. First of all, we have to maintain our peace of soul. Many of you tell me, as I see you out on the road, as I travel around the country with this mission with Priests for Life, that it brings you a great amount of peace and calm when you come and pray with us uh, on these programs, because you are on outrage overload. And it's like, my goodness, I got to find some kind of a uh, uh, of, a, of, a, of an oasis to get some some peace here. Well, of course, because we we talk about the word of God here. We invoke the word. We invoke the Holy Spirit. He's the source of that peace which surpasses all understanding. So we have to keep our peace of mind, peace of soul. God is in charge. His providence was invoked by our founders. He reaches from one end to the other of the of the entire universe, from one end of eternity to the other. He's got the whole world in his hands he's got america in his hands not a sparrow falls to the ground without him noticing every hair on our head is counted you know these biblical reminders and that's why we're always able to preserve peace and the second thing we always have to preserve is love Not in some kind of vague, flowery way. You know, some people slap the word love on whatever in the world they want to do, no matter how evil it is. And they think they can get away with doing that. No. Love is not something you slap on whatever it is you want to do, whether you're violating the boundaries of sexual morality or the meaning of marriage and family or the value of life or whatever. No. No. That's not what we do. But we do not... Adopt what the other side does By hating our opponents We don't hate We don't do violence The other side goes outside of all bounds And, and, and this, this raid on Mar-a-Lago Is a, another of many examples of that Especially when it comes to attacking President Trump They go outside of all bounds All bounds of reason all bounds of the law, all bounds of due process and fairness and protocol and and regard for the Constitution, and, 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 and all bounds of basic respect and love. We don't. We don't transgress those boundaries. Now, what we have learned, and what hopefully we are continuing to learn, and we see a great example of this in the leadership of President Trump, and it's one of the reasons for his great success. Within those bounds, we have to fight vigorously and even aggressively. We have to fight back against those who are attacking us with vigor, with aggressiveness. In fact, we have to outdo the aggressiveness of our enemies. We outdo the strength with which our opponents pound on us. We pound back 10 times harder. You see that example in in President Trump. This is one of the reasons that we are seeing these unprecedented attacks. I reflected on this last night. That they just can't get him to respond in the wishy-washy, wimpy way that past Republican leaders and some current ones who are more in the, well, you know, some are in the rhino category, we know that. And some, some are not rhinos, but they're, they, they, they act with the way of the establishment, you know, whereby you really don't push back aggressively against your opponents. It's like, why not? In fact, I had heard that one of the conference calls that President Trump had during his administration with uh, some of the Catholic bishops I think it was about the topic of education, and they were talking on the phone, and he said, you know, you bishops do, do such a great job with your Catholic school system, your educational system, but you guys got to learn how to fight. And believe me, I could say amen to that, being a priest and seeing sometimes in the church this wimpy, wimpy response, this cowardly response. Just, oh, it's so, such a timid response to our enemies you let your enemies just roll right over you no you you can't you can't do that you got to push back aggressively against the enemy so those of us in church leadership need to lead to learn that and those in the establishment political realm need to learn that as far as the rhinos they just have to get voted out of office they're never, they're never going to learn that but president trump teaches this And it's great. It's a great example of leadership. Okay, so we keep our spiritual anchors strong and clear. Keep our spiritual compass direct and uh, uh, love your enemies. Pray for your persecutors. And don't lose your peace of soul. Be agitated in the sense of awakened and motivated to action. In fact, that's a good segue into this. Let me share this polling information first. Yes, let it stir. be stirred. But you can be stirred and still have that inner peace of soul because that inner peace of soul needs to be your strength in order to do the things that you're stirred up to do. Right? You understand what I'm saying? Some people think that peace of soul means, oh, well, you know, I'm not going to, I'm just going to be passive and I'm not going to let myself get perturbed at all. No, we're not saying don't get angry. We're not saying don't get upset, don't get perturbed. You can be upset and still have peace of mind and soul because you know that you're in the hands of God. You know that you're not going to go do something immoral, illegal, or violent. You're going to stay on that track. But you're going to have that energy, that energy to actually do things that make a difference. One of those things that makes a difference, of course, is to vote. Now, My friend Gary Bauer, I've recommended to you many times that you get his daily update, his daily end-of-day email. American Values uh, is his group. He says that he hears people talking about uh, not being motivated to vote because, oh, you know, the election system does not have – security or integrity. Well, listen, a lot has been done for election integrity and a lot continues to be done in the various states. I believe that some 44 states have passed about 100 measures for election security. That's not bad progress. And there's more to come. And There's a Supreme Court case, by the way, that's going to be decided in the next term, uh, hopefully sooner rather than later, that is going to clarify that, and I think we'll win this case, is going to clarify that uh, the state legislatures, not the governor, not the secretary of state, not the uh, the supervisor of elections, but the state legislatures are the ones that uh, set the norms that have to be followed in the states for the conduct of elections. It's clear in the Constitution. Uh, but uh, as you know, one of the things that happened in uh, recent elections is that secretaries of state and others... Not the state legislatures would be granting all kinds of exceptions to the rules and bending the rules or just ignoring and breaking the rules. Not good. Not right. Not legal. And uh, so that, that Supreme Court case is going to help. But listen, no matter what's going on, no matter what's going on, overwhelm the duplicate votes, the fake votes, overwhelm that with the number of valid votes, legal votes, people we know who think the way we do and need to just get out there and cast their vote. Overwhelm it. We have to come out in such great numbers that it overwhelms anything, any funny business that's going on. That's, that's what you do. You don't contribute anything to the process by sitting back, staying at home, and not voting. That doesn't contribute anything to the solution. That's just giving in to discouragement and apathy. That is not the path forward. How many people does it take to do that to end up switching the election to the wrong uh, 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 parties and the wrong candidates How many people does it take? Sometimes only a handful. And that's where we've got to be mindful. So many elections are close elections. No matter what the reason is that they're close, your vote still is part of the mix and makes a difference. Now, not only does it make a difference externally, but the other thing to keep in mind, and this is a spiritual point, it makes a difference internally. By casting the vote, We are exercising our service of God and neighbor. We're exercising our service of God because his word commands us, give to Caesar what is Caesar's. That includes our votes. Commands us to get involved. And then secondly, he commands us to love our neighbor. Do you realize when you help elect somebody, you're serving your neighbor by putting into power somebody who's going to respect the rights of your neighbor, somebody who's going to protect your neighbor. In as much as government has to secure law and order and protection, that's if you elect the right candidate. Some candidates couldn't care less about law and order. Some candidates couldn't care less about having a secure border or a strong military or a a fruitful economy. you got to put the right people in place. That's also an act of service and love for your neighbor. Okay. Gary Bauer points out that 83% of Republicans and 72% of Democrats, those are big numbers, are, in a recent poll saying, that the raid that happened on Mar-a-Lago makes them more likely to vote in November. Now, that is really good news. we got a midterm election, it doesn't get as much turnout as A general election, but the turnout has been going up, both for primaries and for general over these last couple of cycles. This is going to be record-breaking, I believe, in terms of turnout. Record-breaking this year. And the good news is 83% of Republicans are saying this. They're even more motivated. We're already motivated with the way the country is going. Now they're even more motivated. 72% of independents, only 55% of Democrats, saying that, they're more motivated. And you know what? A lot of those Democrats are going to vote for Republican candidates. You know why? Because the red wave is going to be an American wave. Not just simply a Republican wave, an American wave. Because you're going to have independents and Democrats voting for candidates who are going to make America work. Because they're looking at America now and whether it's the border, uh, the economy, the price of gas and groceries and and, and just the chaos on the national and the international scene, they've come to the conclusion, together with 75% of the country who says we're on the right track, the number has even gotten up in some polls to 88%, they're going to say, I'm going to vote for an America that works. I'm going to transcend party lines. Because I care about what my child is hearing in, in school. I don't want my child to be indoctrinated. I want my child to learn reading and writing and arithmetic. Democrats and independents are going to cross over and they're going to say, we want, a, we want a country that works. So it's going to be an American wave. Newt Gingrich has made that point. Okay. You know, let me read, let me read something that President Trump just put out about this whole thing with Mar-lago. Now a lot of the, the secular media are insisting and now by the time I'm, I'm, I'm uh, by the time you see this uh, this may have already uh, taken place, but insisting that l- these documents related to the raid, the affidavits underlying the uh, issuance of the warrant, the warrant itself, and then the inventory list of the things that were taken be made public because it's a matter of such public interest and public consequence, and also because it's a matter of the trust people have or don't have in our government agencies, and the awareness that we have that those agencies are being used against us in the conservative movement and us who are supporters of President Trump, all of these reasons add up to we have a right to see the documents, especially since we know that the FBI used a fake document, the Steele dossier, in order to get those FISA warrants to spy on the Trump campaign. Same target, same guy, same team. And they're going after him because they're going after us. Don't have any doubt about it. This has got to be made public. So here's what President Trump had to say. Not only will I not oppose the release of documents related to the un-American, unwarranted, and unnecessary raid and break-in of my home in Palm Beach, Florida, Mar-a-Lago, I'm going a step further by encouraging the immediate release of those documents, even though they have been drawn up by radical left Democrats and possible future political opponents who have a strong and powerful vested interest in attacking me much as they have done for the last six years. The President Trump goes on to say, nuclear weapons issue is a hoax. So this is the latest thing that some media outlets have been claiming. Oh, there's documents related to nuclear weapons. Now, wait a second. First of all, where is the respect here for the person we're talking about? Of course, they have not. But I'm talking about the office of the President of the United States. This is the President of the United States we're talking about. Who, for all the days of his presidency, had the nuclear codes 30 feet away from him at all times. At all times, 24-7. This is a man who's already been entrusted with that information by the American public, by the voters... More voters in the second election that voted for him than in the first. Some 74 million Americans saying, yeah, we're going to entrust him with this information. The man to whom some, you know that there are like about 17 different intelligence agencies in the United States? Now We know the the ones that are most, you know, Federal Bureau of Investigation, FBI, the CIA. But there's like 17 different ones. They all ultimately report to the same man. And this for four years was Donald J. Trump. The president of the United States gets to declassify documents if he so chooses. And there is not, you know, I was with Rick Grinnell recently and Kash Patel. They both are experts in this area because they worked with national intelligence. They know a thing or two about all this. Let me read before I finish reading the president's remarks just on this point about the fact that you're talking here about the man who occupied the highest office in the land, all the intelligence agencies answer to him. And if you're, you know, because they're trying to create this feeling, you know, they're trying to go for the the low information voters. They're just going by the gossip, by the headlines. You know, it doesn't take much to create all this bluster and to make uninformed people think, oh, well, this is bad. You know, the president didn't uh, ha- have respect for confidential documents. This is the man who decides whether a document is classified or not. And there is no... Well, let me just read his words. Rick Grinnell said to NBC, there is no approval process for the president of the United States to declassify intelligence. There is this phony idea that he must provide notification for declassification. But that's just silly. Who is he supposed to notify? It is the height of swampism. I like that word, swampism. To think the president should seek bureaucrats' approval. You know, what we're seeing in all of this is such an arrogance on the part of these bureaucrats. This is the swamp. Again, some of them have worked there for decades. They've seen presidents come, presidents go. More presidents will come, more presidents will go. They think they're there forever. This is why President Trump has said when, not if, but when, he gets back into the White House, he's going to implement this policy of, okay, all these these tens of thousands of federal agents, these swamp creatures, these, these career bureaucrats that are working in these federal agencies, and unfortunately many of them don't care about moving policy in the direction of, well, what the people, American people, have voted on in the presidential election. They've got to be able to be fired very easily at the pleasure of the president if they're not doing what they're told to do, if they're not working in a way that implements the policies that the people have just voted on. You know, this is where I also see the, see an irony and an hypocrisy And those people across the country, apparently a a strong majority of people think that, wrongly, wrongly, but they think that, oh, well, the president should be elected by some kind of national popular vote. Think again, friends. That's not a good idea. That increases, well, we talked about in a previous program why the Electoral College is necessary to protect us from fraud, to protect the minority from uh, from the majority in the sense that everybody needs to have a voice, in line with the idea that we have 50 states, we're not just one state. But isn't it ironic that you have people saying, oh, we should all popularly elect the president, and then you're going to tolerate a a small group of bureaucrats, small by comparison to the voters, to move things in the opposite direction or to stand in the way of implementing the very kinds of policies that just motivated those people to vote in a certain way? No. So, so, again, the arrogance of these bureaucrats to think that uh, the president has answerable to them instead of the other way around, no. And Kash Patel um, uh, said President Trump declassified whole sets of materials in anticipation of leaving government documents that he thought the American public should have a right to read for themselves. Going back to the president's own words then, Nuclear weapons issue is a hoax, just like Russia, Russia, Russia was a hoax. Two impeachments were a hoax. The Mueller investigation was a hoax, and much more. Same sleazy people involved. Why wouldn't FBI allow the inspection of areas at Mar-a-Lago with our lawyers or others present? Made them wait outside in the heat. Wouldn't let them go even close. Said absolutely not. Planting information, anyone? Reminds me of a Christopher Steele dossier. Now, a lot of you, let's just go to some of the comments that have come in that I haven't had a chance to uh, comment on yet. Paula was saying, I do hope they didn't try to plant anything on him. That would not surprise me at all. Love you and your family, Donald Trump. Best president we've ever had. Prayers for you and your family. Hey, it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise him. It wouldn't surprise any of us. Marie is saying they're trying to stop Trump from running. That's what it's all about. Absolutely, you got it. We see through all all this crap. Uh, Items were removed, another one of you is saying. But were taps and bugs also planted? Now, they came in there with backpacks and all kinds of of stuff. What was that stuff? Besides crowbars to open up the safe, what was that stuff? And if they weren't... uh, if 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 his lawyers weren't allowed to observe, and they, they again, experts have said things are just not done this way. All right. They haven't heard of circumstances where it's it's done the way it was done there at Mar-a-Lago at the beginning of this week. Well, then who's to say that they didn't leave things like this, like some of you are are pointing out? What they just did, Dawn is saying, um, is that they when they told him to leave and told the staff to shut off the videotapes is hundred percent wrong. Right there, they were up to no good. How do you how do you how do you maneuver? See, they put they put the situation, it, 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 they set up the situation in such a way that then how do you ever get certainty ever again? Deep state, Jesse is saying, is just scared of President Trump. That's all. These these deep state Democrat crowns are losing, and they know it. Lois is talking about planting bugs. Mark is talking about planting listening bugs in Trump's private home. Brothers and sisters, they have been trying from the beginning, since 2015, to stop this man, and they haven't succeeded. Thank you for all these comments. uh, And brothers and sisters, thank you for your prayers. And let's close out in prayer once again. Uh, Thank you, Lord, for everything that you place in our hearts in terms of faith in you, peace of soul, love for our country, patriotism. Thank you, Lord. And bless this man whom you have brought to leadership in America as our 45th president. We look forward to him being our 47th president. Lord, pave the way, as you are already doing, for that to happen, because we need to save this country, and we will. And we join all our prayers together by offering the words you taught us, O God, our Father, who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. So good to have you with us, friends. Have a great weekend. Connect with me on social media if you aren't already at FR Frank Pavone. That's FR Frank Pavone. And remember, as President Trump has reminded us, You and I in the MAGA movement are part of the greatest political movement in American history. Despite the fact that they're trying to destroy this country, this country does not belong to the radical left. This country belongs to you. We kneel to God alone, not to government. And America's very best days are yet to come. Father Frank Pavone here of Priests for Life. God bless you.